0: I want to talk to you about that throughout this series. Own it. Growing up in Wewoka, Oklahoma, my dad owned several rent houses. And there would be sometimes in the rent houses, some of the tenants would tear up the property. And my dad would get me and my older brother to go clean it up and to go fix the property. And I remember on one hot summer day. My dad got me and my brother up. It was summer break, and he said, we got to go fix this house up. And my dad would go get his tools and get his hammer and his tool belt and get his nails and, and take us boys there and go fix up the house. We had to clean it all up. How I many you know some people nasty? I'm like, my, touching all your nasty stuff, cleaning it up and cleaning it up the house and fixing up the house. And there was one particular house we had to go in the attic. And we had to lay insulation. Man, I'll never forget that day. Getting in that hot attic. It was hot. Getting that insulation, that yellow insulation. It started touching me, getting on me. That fiber started getting on me. I started itching. It was miserable. I got home, took a shower, couldn't get all that fiber off of me. Itching like crazy. And the next morning, my dad woke me and my brother up and said, Come on, boys, we got to go back and get these rent houses fixed back up. And I, I fake sick, y'all. I was like, Lord... Dad, I'm sick. I am not feeling good. And I laid in the bed. My dad said, Boy, you're not going anywhere all day long. You lay in that bed all day long. And I but I knew one thing. I didn't want to go back to that rent house that day and get back in that attic and put that and put that insulation in. But my dad, you know what he knew? I owned those houses. And he knew he had to get those houses fixed. My dad couldn't make any excuses. My dad couldn't play sick. My dad had to go get his hammer, go get his nails, and he had to go fix up the house that the tenants destroyed my dad knew that he was going to have to get those houses rented again with us boys or without us boys here's what my dad knew my dad knew that success and excuses don't live together in the same house. So my dad decided I better get up and I better get these houses fixed. And it's so true for all of us. If you want to live a life of success, excuses have to leave the house. If you want to live a life with excuses, success will leave the house. Success and excuses. Don't live together in the same house. I love what Jim Rohn said. He says, Excuses are the nails used to build a house of failure. When it comes to your life, are you building a house of failure because you're using the nails of excuses? And all of us are building houses. I think it's important for us to understand this. You're building houses. I'm building houses. We're all building houses. We're building friendship house. We're building a financial house. We're building an education house. We're building a career house. We're building a physical health, a mental health, an emotional health house. And some of you, your houses may just look like one of my dad's rent houses after a bad tidbit lived in it. You look at your houses and things are pretty messed up. And as we begin another new year... Some of you are reflecting back on how 2023 went. And as you look back, you see broken relationships. You look over back at 2023, you see no peace. You see financial disarray. You see regrets. You see guilt and shame. You see disappointment. You see frustration. You see defeat. You see a house of failure. Your marriage house is damaged. Your dating house has holes in the drywall. Your relationship with your kids has flooding all throughout the house. Your friendships don't have any heat working in the house. There's nothing but freezing cold air in your friendships. Your emotional, your mental, your physical house has been beat up and battered and you feel like you're on a repeat cycle of defeat. Come on, you've been there before where it feels like a constant defeat. And repeat defeat and repeat defeat and repeat and you're wondering can you ever get out of the cycle of defeat and repeat can 2024 be different you're wondering that can things improve will things always be this bad can i ever accomplish the goals that i i've set out for or will i always experience failure in this area of my life And here's what I want to do as we kick off this series. I want you to know that there really is hope for your life in 2024 do you believe that church no matter how bad things might look in your life that there's still hope with Jesus in 2024 you don't have to keep building a house with the nails of excuses you can break free from the horrible habit of excuses and begin to own your life begin to own your decisions begin to own your finances begin to own your relationships begin to own your spiritual life excuses today will ensure that your life is the same as yesterday. Excuses are nothing more than a self-imposed roadblock. And some of you are your own worst enemy. You keep blocking your success with excuses. It's a self-imposed roadblock. Benjamin Franklin said, he that is good at making excuses is seldom good for anything else. Excuses are a self-imposed roadblock. George Washington Carver said 99% of failures come from people who have the habit of making excuses. And you have to break free from the habit of excuses so you can start owning your life and start building houses of success. And church, here's the reality. It's not easy to break the habit of excuses. Making excuses has been a struggle from the very beginning. The first human beings, Adam and Eve, they disobeyed God and sin entered into our world. And one of the first things Adam and Eve did was to make excuses. I want us to look at Genesis chapter number three. We're going back to the very first family, Adam and Eve. And it says this in verse number 11. God, after they sinned, they ate from the tree they should not have eaten from. And God said to Adam and Eve, who told you that you were naked? Have you eaten from the tree that I commanded you not to eat from? And the answer should have been, yes, Lord, I disobeyed you. But notice verse 12. It said, the man, Adam said, the woman, the woman you put here is the woman you put here with me, I didn't ask for that woman, right? You put her, you you put her here with me. You put me to sleep, Lord. I woke up and it was that. Is that woman? She gave me some fruit from the tree, and I ate it. Then the Lord God said to the woman, "What is this you have done?" She should have said, "I disobeyed you." But the woman said, "It's the snake." The serpent deceived me, and I ate. I want you to notice when sin entered the world, so did excuses. Immediately, it's the woman's fault. Immediately, it's the serpent's fault. And this was the the very, very moment humanity started to build houses of failure with nails of excuses. And it continues to this very day. It's it's not my fault. Oh no, no, it's not my fault, it's my parents' fault, it's my childhood, it's not my fault, it's my friends, it's my job, it's my coworkers, it's not my fault, it's my boss, it's my teachers, it's my school, it's not my fault, it's the economy it's my enemies, it's problems, it's my personality, it's my spouse, it's my ex, it's my skin color, it's my hair, I'm too tall, I'm too short, self-imposed roadblocks. And the raw reality is there are some situations that you find yourself in that aren't your fault. Someone did something to you. There were circumstances that happened outside of your control. It's unfair what happened to you. But church, the only way you can move forward is to overcome all excuses and to start owning where you are. Start owning your decisions to move forward in life. To start owning what you can control. Taking ownership of your life, taking ownership of your decisions is a biblical principle. It's easily overlooked and very underpracticed, but it's a very important biblical principle. Let me just lay a little biblical foundation for you about this principle of owning, owning, owning. In Matthew chapter number 11, our Lord and Savior said in verse number 12, from the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent, take it by force. Come on, everybody, say, take it by force. Yeah, yeah, you have to take some things by force. You have to learn to own it and to own your own life. There's something, you got to learn to take it by force in the power of the Holy Spirit, in the name of Jesus. In Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 13, the apostle Paul wrote, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. God will strengthen you, but you have to do the all things part. You have to own it. I can do all things through Christ who gives me the strength. You gotta own it. You gotta do it. The Holy Spirit will empower you, but you gotta take the steps. You gotta do your part. Philippians chapter 2 and verse number 12. The apostle Paul wrote this to the church at Philippi. So then, my beloved, just as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only but now much more in my absence and here's what I want you to catch he says work out your salvation with fear and trembling nobody can do that for you you got to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling let me do a little theology teaching a little theological teaching this is not talking about working for your salvation it's not even talking about working on your salvation. You can't do anything to finish or make your salvation more complete. Jesus did it all. When he said it is finished, that's what he meant. The price has been paid once and for all for your salvation. Our salvation can only be found in the finished work of Christ. We don't work to get saved. But Paul says we do work because we are saved. God has called us to work out what he has worked in us you have to own the salvation that god has freely given you and then work out your salvation work out your salvation with fear and trembling if there was a key verse for this series this is it work out your salvation with fear and trembling work it out with your family work it out with your career Work it out in your education. Work it out with your finances. Work it out with your health. Work it out with your friends. Work it out with your future. Work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. You are called by God to work it out. You don't work it out to get saved, but you do work it out because you are saved. To work it out means, you know what it means? You have to move past your excuses. You have to own it. In 2024, you're going to stop building houses of failures with the nails of excuses. I believe it. I speak it over your life today in Jesus' name. You're going to work it out. You're going to work it out online at their locations. You're going to work it out. Own your life and work it out. Own your relationships and work it out. Own your problems and work it out. Own right where you are and work it out. Own your future and work it out. In life, you can have excuses or you can have success, but you can't have both. Here's what I want to do today as I teach God's word Own it. Come on, everybody shout, Own it. Yeah, I I want you to grab some pen, paper, grab your phone, take some notes. Come on, stay off social media. Don't text anybody. Take some notes. Stay dialed in. I want to give you three common excuses that will keep you from owning it. Three common excuses that will keep you from owning it. Right here, we're going to study Philippians chapter 2, this key verse, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. We're going to look at Philippians 2, verse 12 through 14. Here's Here's the first one. Complaining, write that down. That's the first excuse that will keep you from owning it, complaining. He says this in Philippians chapter 2, verse number 14. He says, do everything. If you got a paper Bible, just circle everything. Come on, we got some work to do, church. Come on, do everything without complaining and arguing. And some of you are building a house of failure with the nails of complaining. You're not being successful. You're not moving forward with Christ because you are using the nails of complaining. And complaining is when you spend your time expressing dissatisfaction, sadness, discontentment, frustration with where you are and with what's in front of you. And the greatest lie of complaining is people think it helps their life. People think they think complaining will somehow lead to changing their circumstances. They, they think that complaining will somehow lead to changing their life. But complaining is a self-imposed roadblock. It stops you from owning where you are. It stops you from changing your life and your circumstances. That's why the Apostle Paul says, work out your salvation with fear and trembling. And then he says, do everything without complaining. Because church, complaining about it won't change anything. Matter of fact, if your life is like mine, complaining, all it really does is make things worse. Come on, you're complaining about your kids. It's not making them better. It seems like things are getting worse. You're complaining about your marriage. It's not making it better. It's making it worse. You're complaining about your job, complaining about your money, complaining about the teacher at school, complaining about the economy. It's not making anything better. In most cases, it's making things worse. Just ask yourself, am I spending my time complaining or am I owning where I am and doing something About it. To experience success in 2024, you have to stop complaining and start owning where you are. Here's what Pastor Rick Warren said He said, You are not a victim. I want to help somebody today. You are not a victim. Of your circumstances. You're a child of God with the power to change them. Stop complaining and start changing the promises of God. Can I tell you, you got to start changing. You got to start claiming the promises of God for your life. I'm going to claim the promises of God. I'm going to work out my salvation with fear and trembling. Here's what will keep you from owning it and seeing change in 2024. You spend all of your time complaining. Here's the second. Here's the second most common excuse that will keep you from owning it and seeing success in your life. Number two is arguing. Arguing. Number two, arguing. Philippians chapter 2, verse 14. He says, do everything. If you didn't circle everything last time, circle it this time. He says, do everything. Notice what he says. Without complaining... And arguing and some of you are building a house of failure with the nails of arguing you aren't seeing change and success because you're spending all your time arguing about where you are in life you're arguing with God you're arguing with friends you're arguing with family you're arguing with co-workers and some of you are professional arguers You're a professional at debating. Like you got a a master's degree. Some of you so good at arguing, you got a doctor's degree. Areas of your life are in shambles. And all you're doing is arguing with everybody. You're defensive. You've built walls around you. And what happens when you argue and you build walls around you is you keep people out. You keep wisdom out. You keep guidance out, you keep direction out, you keep breakthrough out, you keep change out. Arguing is a self-imposed roadblock. It blinds you from seeing the reality of where you are. It causes you to push relationships and opportunities out of your life. Someone once said, I'm not arguing, I'm just explaining why I'm right and that's your problem. You're always right. You don't listen. You just argue your perspective. Someone else once said, it's important to know when to stop arguing with people and just let them be wrong. It's a bad place to be when wise people around you just keep quiet and let you keep building a house of failure with the nails of arguing. You have to stop arguing and to start working out your salvation with fear and trembling. He says, do everything without complaining or arguing. How many of you know in January we already have some things to work on right there. Come on, right? Just right there. Do everything. Work out your salvation with fear and trembling. Do everything without complaining and arguing. Let me give you the third, the third common excuse that will keep you from success in 2024. Here's a big one. It's a big one. It's a big one. Number three is this, blaming. Blaming. Some of you are building a house of failure with the nails of blaming. And church, you can either spend your time blaming or you can spend your time becoming blameless. That'll be your choice. Here's what Paul goes on to say in that chapter, Philippians chapter two, that next verse, verse 15, he says this, so that you may become blameless. Blameless, become blameless, don't blame, become blameless, don't blame, become blameless and pure children of God without fault in a warped and crooked generation. Then you will shine among them like stars in the sky. And as Christ followers, we're supposed to strive to be blameless, not spend our life blaming others. Blaming is one of the most destructive habits that will keep you from owning your life. It's a self-imposed roadblock that will keep you from working out your salvation with fear and trembling. Blaming relieves you from all responsibility. Instead, you spend all of your energy, all of your time putting the responsibility on someone or something else. And when you do this, church, you got to catch this. Whenever you do this, you give the person or circumstance power over your life. You literally render yourself powerless. Some of you have lost control of your life because you're spending all of your energy blaming people or circumstances. You become a victim. You believe you can't change or do better in your life. Why do you believe that? You think, well, it's because of what they did. It's because of what they said. I'm where I'm at. I can't do any better. It's my parents' fault. Or, 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 or you know what? I can't be successful because of my crazy upbringing. Or it's the neighborhood that I live in. It's where I work. It's the lack of opportunities. It's my unique set of circumstances. It's, it's those people's fault on why I can't be more successful in 2024. And as your pastor, please hear your pastor's heart. I love you. And I want to speak truth to your heart today. You have to stop putting your future in someone else's hand. And today, you have to start owning where you are so you can change where you are. Own where you are so you can change where you are. Own where you are so you can change where you are. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. You can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You can work out your salvation with fear and trembling. There there was a teacher in the Bronx there in New York, and she had a classroom of students, and she wanted to see them reach their full potential. She believed in them. But nearly all of the students in her class were held back by excuses. They were held back by blaming, they were choosing not to own what they could own and she had them write down on little sheets of paper she had them write down i can't i can't and they all wrote down what they can't i can't get a good grade i i can't get a job i i can't ever go to college i i can't be a good athlete i can't be a good student i i i can't and and they just all wrote down all the i can't and and she She took all the ICANTS, the students wrote down, and she put them in a shoebox she had in her class. She put all the ICANTS in there and she said, come on class, we're going outside. And she took the class outside to the playground in the 1980s and she burned the shoebox. And she said, I want you to know it's really not I can't that's your problem, it's I won't. And she burned all the I can'ts. And she said, I want you to go back inside and write down what you can do. Write down I can. I can get an education. I can graduate. I can go to college. I can be successful. I can be a good husband. I can be a good wife. I want you to write down all the I can's. And that class there went on to college more than any other class because they owned it. At graduation, here's what one student said. He said, it was the moment that I burned my excuses and decided to own it that made all the difference in the world. You know what I believe at People Search we need to do as we kick off this series? I believe we need an I can't funeral. Come on, I, need, I, I believe we gotta get our I can'ts. Pastor, I can't change. I, I, I believe we gotta get in the shoebox. We, Pastor, I I can't I can't I can't get out out of this addiction. I believe we gotta get it in the shoebox. I I can't I I can't I can't see my marriage change. I believe we gotta come on. We gotta just throw it in the shoebox. I, I I I can't be a good student at school. We gotta throw it in the shoebox. I, I I I can't I can't move forward in my spiritual life. I can't pray. I can't lead a small group. I can't serve on the dream team. I can't go closer to God. I can't. We gotta throw it in the shoebox. out pastor, I I can't see any difference in my life in 2024. I just can't. I can't. I can't. I can't. We gotta have an I can't funeral, and we just gotta get in the shoebox and somebody needs to burn the shoebox. Somebody needs to bury the shoebox. Somebody needs to stop making the excuses that you can change in Jesus' name. Get your eye cans in the shoebox and I've come to tell you today in the name of Jesus in week one of this series, you can do all things through Christ who gives you strength. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your word. I thank you for your presence. I thank you for speaking. I thank you for touching. I thank you for having your way. I thank you that we'll stop building houses of failure with the nails of excuses. I thank you that breakthrough's happening. At the beginning of this series, God, you're already working. You're already shifting mindsets. You're already speaking to hearts. And I give you praise for it in Jesus' name as every eyes are, eye is closed, every head is bowed. You're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Maybe you have your I can'ts. Well, I can't really serve God. I, I can't get out of this sin. I can't stop my bad habits. I, I just can't. I don't know that I can really live for God. Can I tell you salvation is not about you? It's about putting your faith in Jesus Christ and what he's already done. Salvation is not about D-I-D. It's about D-O-N-E. It is done. It is finished. Jesus paid the price on the cross of Calvary today, what you need to do is give your heart to him. Give your life to him. He'll forgive you of all of your sins. Maybe that you used to serve God and you slipped away back into the world and you believe I can't come back home. I can't rededicate my life to God. I can't because I messed up too bad. I can't because I'm full of regrets. I can't because I'm full of shame. The devil is a liar. Today's your day to rededicate your life back to Jesus Christ. You can, you can, you can, you can, you can surrender your life to Christ. You can be forgiven. You can have a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth and a hundred chance. Today's your day to give your life to Jesus. Today's your day to rededicate your life to the Lord. If that's you, as I count to three, would you shoot your hand up high? Come on, we're going to bury the I can'ts and we're going to receive forgiveness from Jesus Christ today at every location. Would you shoot your hand up high? As I count to three, one, two, three, just lift your hand now and say, pastor, that's me. I see your hand. I see your hand. I see your hand. There others today. I see your hand. Come on, Midwest city, Northwest. Just lift your hand high. Indianapolis online. Just click the raise your hand button or just write. That's me in the chat line. That's me. That's me. That's me. Is there somebody else today all the hands that are going up I want you to pray this prayer with me just confess it with your mouth believe it in your heart and God's going to wash away your sins today pray with me right now Heavenly Father I turn away from my life of sin and Heavenly Father I turn my life over to you I confess today that you are my Lord and my Savior and I'm a child of God and I'm going to live for you from this day forward and work out my salvation with fear and trembling. In Jesus' name I pray, amen and amen.